ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد تتكنتينيو ويذ بلوغ المرام او الحافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله تعالى We've now reached hadith number 18. وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دبغ الإهاب فقد طهر أخرجه مسلم وعند الأربع أيما إهاب دبغ And the next hadith after that also وعن سلمة ابن المحبق رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم دباغ جلود الميتة طهورها صححه ابن حبان وعن ميمونة رضي الله عنها قالت مر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بشات يجرونها فقال لو أخذتم إهابها قالوا إنها ميتة فقال يطهرها الماء والقرض أخرجه أبو داود والنسائي In these hadith now in the first one, the Prophet ﷺ says, That if the skin of an animal, it is tanned. Tanning is when you take the skin of an animal, uh, you take the skin off, and you put this skin into certain chemicals, certain types of chemicals that purify the skin. They take the moisture out of it. You know, of course, when you take the skin of an animal, there's going to be still bits of blood and maybe other types of liquids and it's going to be wet when you take the skin off. So you put the skin into these chemicals and these chemicals, they take away all of this liquid and moisture from the skin and they purify the skin. That's what tanning is. To put the skin into these chemicals that will clean the skin up. So the Prophet ﷺ said, if you perform this tanning process... Then the skin, it becomes pure. The skin of the animal, it is pure. Similarly, in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, the hadith of Salamat ibn al-Muhabbaq, the same thing, that if you tan the skin, if you tan the skin of a dead animal, then that is the purification of it. Meaning a dead animal that hasn't been sacrificed, if you were to take its skin off, and do this tanning process, then the skin becomes pure to use. That's what the hadith indicates. We'll come to all of the fiqh in a moment. And then in the hadith of Maymuna, radiallahu anha, she said that the Prophet ﷺ, he walked past whilst they were dragging a sheep. They were dragging this sheep. So the Prophet ﷺ said to them, you should have taken the skin off it. They said to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, innaha mayta, it's dead. We didn't slaughter it. But then the Prophet ﷺ said to them, يُطَهِّرُهَا الْمَاءُ وَالْقَرَضِ الْمَاءُ وَالْقَرَضِ That the Prophet ﷺ said to them, that basically the tanning process, it would have purified the skin. Because they thought, if the animal is dead and we haven't sacrificed it, then it's all haram, as is the normal ruling. But then the Prophet ﷺ said to them, if you take the skin and tan it, do that tanning process, then the skin is okay. That's the general hadith. Now we'll come to the details about those. 
So firstly, the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma. That the Prophet said, إِذَا دُبِغَ الْإِهَابِ الدَّبْغِ مُعَالَجَةُ الْجِلْدِ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْمَوَادِ حَتَّى يَنْشَفْ مَا فِيهِ مِنَ الرَّطُوبَاتِ This tanning process, when it says, إِذَا دُبِغَ الْإِهَابِ الدَّبْغِ This tanning is when you put the skin into these chemicals, and these chemicals, they take away the moisture from the skin and they make the skin dry and the moisture comes out of it and the skin is then clean and pure so that is what tanning is that you put the skin into these certain chemicals and those chemicals then treat the skin and they remove the moisture out of it that is because the sheikh says لِأَنَّ جِلْدَ الْحَيْوَانِ تَحُلُّهُ وَيَكُونُ فِيهِ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْمِيَاءِ وَرَطُوبَاتِ that is because the skin of an animal, it is alive. The skin of the animal has fluids in it and liquids in it and moisture to it. So no doubt all of that fluid and liquids and moisture, it needs to be removed from it. That the Arabs, if they killed an animal and then they skinned it, they took the skin of it, then they would do this tanning. They would put it into certain chemicals so that the skin would become clean and the moisture would be taken from it. Obviously, they used to use the chemicals they had at that time and there were certain chemicals that were known that could do that, that could remove the moisture from the skin. So once that moisture was removed from the skin, then it was okay to use it. The qarav, what the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in one hadith, that water and qarav, this can perform the tanning process. This qarav, uh, it is the seeds that you get from a particular type of tree. So this particular type of tree, it had these uh, seeds, and those seeds from this particular type of tree, you could use them, and they would be suitable for this tanning process. That those chemicals within those seeds are from that tree, they would be useful in removing the moisture from the skin. The Shaykh says, Al-Dibagha, this tanning process, This is something that everybody knows how to do everywhere in the world. إِلَّا أَنَّهَا تَخْتَلِفُ كَيْفِيَتَهَا بِاخْتِلَافِ الْعَادَاتِ وَاخْتِلَافِ الْبُلْدَانِ Except in different countries, there will be different ways of how they do this tanning process. There will be different ways of how they make the skin to uh, become dry and for the moisture to come out of it. But it is something that they do in all over the place. So the Prophet ﷺ said, if you make this tanning on the ihab, the ihab is the skin before it is tanned. That's the name of the skin before it is tanned. Before the tanning process, it occurs. And in reality, ihab, it is another word that can be used to mean jild, skin. It is the skin of the animal. So then it says, إِذَا دُبِغَ الْإِهَابُ فَقَدْ طَهُرَ That if this tanning process occurs, then this skin has become pure. 
That is similar to what's mentioned in the following hadith, the hadith of Salamat ibn al-Muhabbah, where the Prophet said, دِبَاغُ جُلُودِ الْمَيْتَةِ طَهُورُهَا That if you were to tan the skin of a dead animal, that would be the purification for that skin. Meaning an animal that's died and you haven't slaughtered it, it's a meita. It's haram to eat. It's impure. It's haram to eat. An animal which has died without you slaughtering it in the proper Islamic slaughtering manner. However, in this hadith, it indicates if you take the skin off and you do this tanning on it, you put these chemicals in it and it dries them out, the skin, and it takes the moisture away, then that skin is okay. دِبَاغُ جُلُودِ الْمَيْتَةِ الْمَيْتَةِ هِيَ مَا فَارَقَتْ الْحَيَاةِ مَا فَارَقَتْهَ الْحَيَاةُ دُونَ ذَكَاتْ شَرْعِيَةِ An animal that has died without the proper slaughtering. سَوَاءً مَاتَتْ حَتْفَأً فِهَا أَوْ ذُبِحَتْ ذَبْحًا وَلَكِنْ لَمْ تَتَوَفْرْ فِيهِ شُرُوتُ الذَّكَاءَ شَرْعِيَةِ Maybe somebody slaughtered an animal, but he didn't do it in the proper manner of Islamic slaughtering. So that animal would be a meter then. It wouldn't be a halal animal which has been slaughtered properly. Or maybe the animal died by itself somewhere in the woods, in the forest. It fell or something happened. Then those animals are the meta. They are the animals that have died without being properly slaughtered. But if you were to take the skin off them and you were to do the tanning, then it would be okay. دِبَاغُ جُلُودِ الْمَيْتَ طَهُورُهَا أَيْ مِنَ النَّجَاسَ i.e. this tanning process, it removes the impurity. وَصَلَاحِيَّتُهَا لِلْإِسْتِعْمَالِ فِي الْمَاءِ أَوْ غَيْرِهِ and then the skin can be used. It is suitable to be used for storing water and for other purposes once the tanning has been done. You can put liquids into that skin then or dry objects into that skin. That skin can then be used once the tanning has been done. So here the Shaykh says now, هذا معنى حديث سلمة بن محبق وهو يفيد ما أفاده حديث ابن عباس الذي قبله the first two hadith, they indicate the same thing. That if you take the skin of an animal and you do the tanning on it, then that skin is permissible, it's pure, and you can use it. So it's the same meaning as the first hadith, but in a different format. Different wording. If you notice the wording of the first hadith, إِذَا دُبِغَ الْإِهَابُ فَقَدْ طَهُرَ If the skin is tanned, it becomes pure. In the second one, دِبَاغُ جُلُودِ الْمَيْتَ طَهُرُهَا Tanning the skin of a dead animal is its purification. So the wording is slightly different, but the meaning is the same. Then you have the third hadith, the hadith of Maymuna. Maymuna radiallahu anha, she was the wife of the Prophet Maymuna bint al-Harith al-Hilaliyah. And she was the auntie of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. So in this hadith, Maymuna radiallahu anha, she narrates that the Prophet وسلم, he walked past a sheep that some of the people were dragging along. They were dragging the sheep along. And they were dragging it away from their living place, where their homes were. They were dragging the sheep away from there to go take it somewhere far away, and to go throw it away somewhere. So they were dragging the sheep away. Because 
They didn't want the impurity of the sheep and the dirt from the sheep to be in amongst their homes and their streets. It was a dead animal. It hadn't been slaughtered. So they were dragging it away so they would throw this corpse away somewhere else. So then the Prophet said to them, Halla. He said to them, Halla akhattum ihabaha. Halla adatu hadda. This is something in the Arabic language which is used for encouragement. Or when, you want, when you're indicating to someone uh, something which is good and you should do it. When you're encouraging someone to do something, when you're uh, being enthusiastic about something. So here the Prophet ﷺ said to them, Halla, if only something would have been good if you did it. It would have been good if you did it. Did what? Akhaftum ihabaha. It would have been good that this dead animal that you're going to throw away, it would have been good if you took its skin. It would have been good if you took its skin. يعني جلدها إحابها يعني جلدها قبل أن تجروها i.e. the Prophet was saying to them before you got rid of this sheep it would have been better that you take the skin. But then they said to the Prophet إنها ميتة They said but it's dead we didn't slaughter it. We didn't slaughter it it's a corpse it's a dead animal that's why we're getting rid of it. But then because they thought that if it hadn't been slaughtered Islamically, the proper slaughtering, then it's not allowed. The skin isn't allowed, nothing is allowed. So they thought we have to throw it away. That's why they said to the Prophet ﷺ that it's, it's a corpse, we haven't slaughtered it. So when they told the Prophet ﷺ that, he replied and said, He said to them, even though they said it's a dead animal, we haven't slaughtered it, the Prophet ﷺ said to them, if you were to purify it, if you were to use water and qarad, these types of seeds from that particular tree, if you were to do the tanning process on the skin, that would purify it. The tanning process on this skin would purify it. So these three hadith, فَهَذِهِ الْأَحَدِيثُ الثَّلَاثَةِ Hadith Ibn Abbas bi riwayatayhi, wa hadith Salamat Ibn Muhabbaq, wa hadith Maymuna, the hadith of Ibn Abbas with its two narrations, the two narrations were, the first one, uh, The second one, And then the narration of Salamat ibn Muhabbaq, and then the narration of Maymuna. All of these hadith we've mentioned so far. The topic of all of these hadith is the same thing. And that is, And that is the topic of what? What is the topic of these three hadith so far? It is about what have we been talking about? Are these three hadith specifically now though, what has he been talking about? The tanning of the skin. That if an animal dies, are you allowed to take its skin and use it or not? That's what these three hadith are about. The permissibility or the impermissibility of using the skin of dead animals to use for utensils or for other things for storing water in it, for storing other things in it. Can you use the skin of the animals or not? That's what all of these hadith are about. Amma hadith ibn Abbas, as for the hadith of ibn Abbas, which says, Any skin, any skin, if you do the tanning on it, it becomes pure. يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ جَمِيعَ جُلُودِ الْمَيْتَ يَجُوزُ أَن تُدْبَغَ وَأَن تُسْتَعْمَلُ it therefore indicates the hadith of Ibn Abbas that any skin, of any skin, if you tan it, 
then it is permissible to use any dead animal which hasn't been slaughtered. If you tan the skin, if you tan the skin, then it is permissible to use. سَوَاءً كَانَتْ مِمَّا يُؤْكَلْ بِالذَّكَاءَ كَبَهِيمَةِ الْأَنْعَامِ وَغَيْرِهَا Whether it is an animal that is permissible to be eaten if you slaughter it, like the behemoth al-an'am, camels, sheep, cows, أو كَانَ مِمَّا لَا يُؤْكَلُ كَسَائِرِ الْحَيَوَانَاتِ Or even if it was an animal from amongst the animals that are not permissible to eat, like the rest of the animals, كَالسِّبَاعِ Like the predatory animals, these predators, وَالْحَيَاتِ وَالْحَيَّاتِ And snakes, وَغَيْرُ ذَلِكَ The hadith of Ibn Abbas seems to indicate that any animal, if you take the skin and tan it, it is permissible to use. That's what the hadith of Ibn Abbas seems to indicate. Because it says, أَيُّمَا bin دُبِغَى أَيُّمَا مِنْ سِيغِ الْعُمُومِ Any skin, if you do the tanning, you can use it. That's what the hadith of Ibn Abbas indicates. Hadith, Salamat ibn al-Muhabbaq, يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ جِلْدَ الْمَيْتَ مِنَ الْحَيْوَانِ الْمَأْكُولِ خَاصَةً يُطَهِّرُهُ الدِّبَاغِ لِأَنَّهُ قَالَ دِبَاغُ جُلُودِ الْمَيْتَ فَمَفْهُومُهُ أَنَّ هَذَا خَاصٌ بِالْحَيَوَانَاتَ الَّتِي تُعْمَلْ فِيهَا الذَّكَاءِ أما الحيوانات التي لا تعمل فيها الذكاء فإنها حرام لا تؤكل مطلقا سواء ذكيت أم لم تذك The second hadith of Salamat ibn al-Muhabbaq that indicates that it is permissible to take the skins of animals that are permissible to eat animals that would normally be permissible for you to eat cows, sheep, camels animals that you can slaughter and eat normally this hadith indicates that only those animals, you can take their skin and tan it and use it. That's what the hadith of Salama ibn al-Muhabbaq seems to indicate. So it is more specific than the hadith of Ibn Abbas. The hadith of Ibn Abbas, general, any animal. The hadith of Salama ibn al-Muhabbaq, specific to animals that you can eat. Animals that if you were to slaughter them, you would be allowed to eat them, permissible. Those animals, you can take their skin and tan it and use it. Amma hadithu Maymuna, as for the hadith of Maymuna, fahuwa akhassu min hadith Salamat ibn muhabbaq As for the hadith of Maymuna, it is even more specific. The hadith of Maymuna radiallahu anha, it is even more specific. Because the hadith of Maymuna, it speaks about one particular animal, the sheep. لأنه في جلد الشات فقط. فهو أخص من حديث سلمة وهذا أيضا يدل على مهارة المؤلف This, الشيخ صالح الفوزان حفظ الله تعالى says indicates to the expertise of Al-Hafid ibn Hajar It indicates to the experience, the expertise of Hafid ibn Hajar Why? في ترتيبه لهذه الأحاديث Because of look, because of how Al-Hafid ibn Hajar made the order of these hadith Look at how he put the order down. Shows you the intelligence and the expertise of Al-Hafid ibn Hajar. First, the general hadith. Then the slightly more specific one. Then the most specific one. In a nice order. فحديث ابن عباس يدل على طهارة جلود الميتات كلها بالدباغ دون استثناء وحديث سلمة يدل على طهارة جلود الحيوانات الميتة التي تعمل فيها الذكاء وحديث ميمونة يدل على طهارة الميتة من الشياه 
So the first one, hadith of Ibn Abbas indicates the permissibility of all skins of animals, any animal. The second hadith indicates only the animals that you would do the slaughtering upon. The third hadith indicates only the sheep. نعم وردت أحاديث عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في النهي عن جلود السباع وجلود النمور وأنه لا يجوز استعمالها والركوب عليها ولو دبغت كالأسد والذئب والكلب وكذلك جلود الخنزير لأنها حيوانات خبيثة فتكون مخصصة لحديث ابن عباس Then the sheikh says there are ahadith in the sunnah of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم which indicate the impermissibility or the prohibition from using the skins of predatory animals. Using the skin of predatory animals. Using which skin? Predatory animals. And also the skin of a numur. A numur are like um, jaguars and panthers and these types of big cats. Uh, fangs are the dhunab, the ones which have the, the uh, canine, the big canine teeth. You know, like the predators, they have the big sharp teeth. Those are the types of animals that are being spoken about here. For example, uh, the lion, the wolves, the dogs, and even the pig because of the impure nature of the pig. So these types of animals, there are a hadith which indicate the impermissibility of using those skins or of uh, sitting upon certain types of those skins. So those hadith would be evidences that specify the hadith of Ibn Abbas. The hadith of Ibn Abbas said any. But these other hadith say not any. Those other ones, animals of lions and wolves and uh, pigs, you can't use those types. So now these hadith, they specify the hadith of Ibn Abbas. And that's how you do it. You always get all of the Quran and the Sunnah together and try to understand it together. So now these other evidences indicate to you that it's not just any animal, but it is those uh, animals which is not the lions and not the predatory animals and not the pigs and the dogs, etc. وَالْعُلَمَاءَ رَحِمَهُمُ اللَّهِ فِي مَسْأَلَةَ تَطْهِيرِ جِلْدِ الْمَيْتَ بِالْدِّبَاغِ عَلَىٰ أَقْوَالٍ كَثِيرًا And there are many opinions of the scholars with regards to purifying the skin of animals. ذَكَرَ صَاحِبْ سُبْرَ السَّلَامِ سَبْعَ أَقْوَالٍ In Subh al-Salam, in one of the books, you find seven opinions. كَذَلِكَ الشَّوْكَانِ فِي نَيْلِ الْأَوْطَارِ in the Nail Al-Tar, another one of the books of fiqh, of the explanation, you find that there are eight opinions in there. وَالَّذِي يَعْنِينَ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْمَذَاهِبِ أَرْبَعَةُ مَذَاهِبِ But here, what is important to us is four methodologies. هِيَ الَّتِي يُمْكِنُ أَن تَكُونَ قَرِيبًا مِنَ الْأَحَدِيثِ They are the ones that are closest to the ahadith. أَمَّا بَقِيَةَ الْأَقْوَالِ فَهِيَ بَعِيدَ عَنِ الْأَحَدِيثِ As for the rest of the opinions, they are far from the hadith. So now we're going to give the four opinions. So listen carefully to the four opinions. These are the four opinions about the skin that can be used and the skin that cannot be used. So we'll conclude. There's not much left on this particular topic. We'll conclude inshallah. We're now going to mention... The four opinions, the four main opinions of the scholars about whether you can use the skin of dead animals uh, and tan it, do the tanning process and then use it. Four main opinions. What do you think? What's the first opinion? What does the hadith of Ibn Abbas indicate? 
But which animals? Any animal? Oh, that's one. But the hadith of Ibn Abbas, the hadith of Ibn Abbas says, Ayyuma ihabin dubigha. Whichever skin you do the tanning on, you can use it. So which animals? The hadith of Ibn Abbas seems to indicate all of the animals. The hadith of Ibn Abbas, the first opinion. Al-Qawl al-Awwal, anna jami'a jalood al-haywanat al-mayta sawa'an kanat ma'kula aw ghair ma'kula, fa'innahu yutahiruha ad-dibag. Wa yajuz isti'maluha mutlaqan fi al-yabisat wal-ma'i'at. Wa thalika li'umum hadith Ibn Abbas. The first opinion is that any animal, you can take its skin and do the tanning and use it. Use it to put water into it, use it to put food into it, other items into it, whatever you want to do with it. Use it as you please. Any animal of any, uh, any skin of any animal. As long as you do the tanning on it. That's one opinion. Why did they give this opinion some of the scholars? Because of the hadith of Ibn Abbas. Because he says, Any skin which you tan, it is okay. So that's one opinion. Al-Qawl al-Thani. Annahu la yutahhiru shay'an min julud al-maytat bid-dibag mutlaqan. There is one opinion which says you cannot use any skin. There is no such thing as tanning and using the skin. There is one opinion of some scholars, they say you cannot use the skin of any animal at all. But if that's the case, how can that be an opinion? All these hadith we've been talking about, where it says you can use the animal skin if you do the tanning. So how did some scholars come to the opinion that you can't use any skin, any tanning, nothing? How did they come to this opinion with all these hadith we've been talking about? Because they have another hadith. They have another hadith, the hadith of Abdullah ibn Ukaim. Qal, Atana kitabun, Atana kitabu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qabla an yamuta bi shahr. Aw bi shahrain. Yaqul, La tantafi'u min al-mayta bi ihabin wal-asr. In this hadith of Abdullah ibn Ukaim, he says that a parchment or a book came to us from the Prophet ﷺ. Uh, some rulings came to us from the Prophet ﷺ one month or two months before the Prophet ﷺ died, just before his death. Some rulings came to us just before his death. What was these rulings or one of these rulings? La tantafi'u min al-maytab Do not benefit from the skin of any dead animal. Any dead animal do not take its skin. This hadith of Abdullah ibn Ukaim. And he says this hadith was narrated just a month or two before the death of the Prophet So that would indicate that this hadith, it abrogates all the other ones. Because this is the last one. It would indicate that this hadith, it is nasikh for everything else. صح? That this hadith, it abrogates everything else. So why is this opinion weak? Why is it weak? Why is this قول, this opinion weak? Because the hadith is weak. This hadith of Abdullah ibn Ukaim, it is weak. ضعيف. مطرب. This hadith is not authentic. Many of the scholars have said, this hadith, it is weak. So because of the weakness of this hadith, then uh, that is the reason why the scholars do not consider this to be the correct opinion. However, there is another understanding. Even if the hadith was authentic, even if the hadith was authentic, where it says, do not benefit from the dead animal from its skin. That's why the scholars who took this opinion said, you can't tan it and use it. 
However, in the hadith, there's no mention of tanning. It says, do not benefit from the skin of a dead animal. But when you join this hadith with the other hadith, what do the other hadith say? They say you can benefit from it only if, if you do the tanning. So they said it matches, there's no problem anyway. In this hadith, the Prophet is saying, you cannot benefit from the ihab. The ihab is the skin before it has been tanned. And that's true. Even all the other hadith agree with that. You can't just use the skin without tanning it. And that's what this hadith would seem to indicate then. That's the way you can match it. That this hadith says, do not benefit from the skin of a dead animal. Okay, that's good. We agree. We do not benefit from the skin of a dead animal until you do the tanning. And that's what the other hadith indicate. So if you join them together, in reality, from that angle, there isn't any contradiction. All of the hadith, when you put them together, what they are saying is, you cannot use the skin of a dead animal unless you tan it. And in that way, there isn't really any contradiction anyway. But on top of that, like we said, this hadith, the scholars have said, it is weak. Al-Qawl al-Thalif al-Mas'ala So that was the second opinion, that you can't use any skin. The third opinion, أَنَّ جُلُودَ الْمَيْتَ إِذَا دُبِغَتْ طَهُرَ ظَاهِرُهَا فَقَطْ دُونَ بَاطِنُهَا The third opinion is that if you do the tanning, if you do the tanning of an animal, then the apparent, the open side, the top side of the skin becomes pure, but the inside of the skin remains impure. So they made a differentiation. They said the top side becomes pure, but the inner side remains impure. And even then they said, They said that is specifically to animals that you can eat, animals that can have slaughtering done in them. من حيوانات طاهرة في الحياة فيجوز استعمالها إذن في اليابسات دون المائعات يعني لا تستعمل في الماء ولا في السمن ولا في الزيوت المائعة إنما تستعمل في اليابسات كالحبوب من البر والشعير Then on top of that they said you can only use these skins for solid things not for liquids They said you cannot put liquids into these skins only solid things That's the third opinion the fourth opinion, أَنَّ جُلُودَ الْمَيْتَاتَ الَّتِي تُعْمَلْ فِيهَا الذَّكَاتِ تُطَهِّرْ بِالْدِبَاغِ ظَاهِرًا وَبَاطِنًا Animals that you can eat their meat, they can be slaughtered and eaten, then if you do the tanning on them, the apparent and the hidden, all sides of it becomes pure. Animals that you can eat. وَيَجُوزِ اِسْتِعْمَالُهَا فِي الْمَائِعَاتِ وَالْيَابِسَاتِ And you can use it for liquids and for dry things. لكن هذا خاص بالحيوانات التي تعمل فيها الذكاء فقط. But they said this is specific to animals that you can slaughter and eat. Specific to animals that you can legally slaughter and eat only. والفرق بين هذا القول والقول الأول أن القول الأول يقول كل الجلود تظهر ظاهرا وباطنا سواء كانت مما تعمل فيه الذكاء أو مما لا تعمل فيه الذكاء. أما هذا فخصها بما تعمل فيه الذكاء فخصها بما تعمل فيه الذكاء The first opinion that we mentioned was any animal you can do the tanning This fourth opinion says not any animal only animals that you can do the slaughtering in it only animals that you can slaughter and eat then they are the ones you can do the tanning on So now four opinions The first opinion any animal take its skin and do the tanning and use it Second opinion None, no animals and no skins can be tanned and used. Third opinion, third opinion, the outside and inside. 
That's what some of them said. The apparent outside of it becomes pure, the inside of it doesn't become pure. And as the brother said, also in the animals that you can only do the slaughtering in. And also they said you can only use for the yabisat, for the solids, not for the ma'i'at, not for the liquids. That's the third opinion. The fourth opinion, animals that you can slaughter and eat, then you can do the tanning and it becomes pure inside, outside, for liquids, for solids. For everything, inside, outside, liquid, solid, as long as it is an animal that you can slaughter and eat, you can tan its skin and use it for whatever. That, the Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan says, is the strongest opinion. وَهَذَا الْقَوْلُ الْأَخِيرُ هُوَ الرَّاجِحُ وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ أَنَّ جُلُودَ الْمَيْتَ إِذَا كَانَتْ مِنْ حَيْوَانٍ مِنْ حَيْوَانٍ تُعْمَلُ فِيهِ الذَّكَاءِ أَنَّهُ إِذَا دُبِغَ فَإِنَّهُ يَظْهُرُ ظَاهِرًا وَبَاطِنًا the Shaykh says that Allah Alam, but this seems to be the strongest opinion, that an animal that you can eat it, eat it, slaughter it and eat it, then if you do the tanning on it, then its skin becomes pure inside and outside. And you can use it for liquids and for solids. For example, the skin of camels, the skin of cows, the skin of sheep. Uh, all of those animals, if they've died without you slaughtering them, you can still skin them and take their skin, do the tanning on it, and use it. Make it into like a pouch and put your water in it. Make it into a pouch, put other things into it. So what's the purpose of these ahadith about skins of animals? Why are we talking about that here now? We're in the chapter of purification, about water and everything. What's that got to do with skins of animals? Exactly, because just like the utensils, the skins of animals can be used to store water in them. So now if it has been tanned, the debagha has been done on it, then you can put the water in it and you can use it and it's okay. If it is from the animals that you can slaughter and eat. That's the opinion that Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan says is the strongest opinion. And that is the end of that particular issue. Uh, and next time we'll start with the issue of the utensils of the kuffar. The utensils of the kuffar. Is it permissible? to use the utensils of the kuffar or not.